Hey, welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Yay. Good. Fun to see you. It's been a couple of weeks, I think, since we've, well, no, it's that we've been doing the mini sods. So it's oh, been a little bit since we've been right. able to sit down for a, for a meaty boy. <laughs> that's right. I know we did all the little ones. This is fun. I'm excited about this topic. This is yeah. going to be really cool because, you know, this, this topic is about how our moods and our, um, hormonal cycles, um, can be harnessed for, to the advantage of our prayer lives, which I think is awesome. And, you know, you and I love to geek out about science and, and physiology and how it relates to our spiritual lives. So this is going to be a really cool conversation. Yeah, I'm really excited too, because like when we were growing up, I feel like the bulk of discussions about cycles and hormones was either like, just how do you like just the practical stuff, you know, how do you use a pad or whatever? Um, but then it was like, colloquially, it was just the eye roll, like, oh, it's somebody's time a month, you know, and nobody was really talking about all the other stuff, you know, like PMS, we talk about, you know, all the time, but we don't talk about these other stages. Like I took singing lessons in high school and I was shocked. My teacher told me that like the, the day or two before, have you heard this? Have you heard how your no. cycle impacts your singing voice? No. Okay. So the day or two before you start your period is where you're like your most diva. And I realized that it was, wow. it was totally true. And, you know, and so I think we're just learning to see how, you know, just these regular fluctuations affect everything. It's not just about PMS or about, you know, how to, you know, stay clean and sanitary. There's so much more to, to what goes on in these cycles. Well, and I think there's this, I was almost ashamed to bring this to the table because it almost feels like, well, you're pigeonholing women and saying, yeah, it's your time of the month. This is what it's going to be like. And everyone is so different. Yeah. But I think like mm -hmm. for me, the number one thing that has been beneficial for me is being in tune with what my body's doing. And that didn't really happen for me until I tried some like natural family planning where I was charting my temperatures, mm -hmm. charting my, it's really my nice cycle to be able through to different see what's things. going on. Yeah. Well, and I became more in tune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and when I, and yeah. I was keeping, and I still keep a log because right now I am, you know, not to do too, too, too much TMI, but you know, warning, if you want to not talk about periods, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> this um, isn't the episode. I know it's, it's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I am kind of entering in that perimenopausal phase the last three years or so I've been like, went from clockwork 28 mm -hmm. days to really vastly different looking cycles. And it's affected mm -hmm. my, mo my emotions, my joints, my like all kinds of stuff that I've mm -hmm. noticed. And I've been charting um, my cycles and realizing on certain days, how I feel. And, and I've been realizing, Oh, that headache that I get every month mm -hmm. always happens right in the same three days of my cycle, you know? And so now I understand right. what it is and it's, you know, or on, on the converse, it's like, <laughs> okay. So one of the things we'll be talking about this later, but one of the things that, um, is mentioned is during your, I think it's during ovulation, you're more likely they've done studies, I guess, statistically more likely to make purchases 
for things that might make you feel beautiful, like makeup or clothing or get your hair that done. That makes so much sense. I, I was like, <laughs> it is. And I noticed yeah. that. And when I read that, I was like, really? that's what that was. Because I usually that's don't hilarious. spend money on makeup or, you know, I don't like to really shop for clothes. Uh-huh. Every once in a while, though, I'll get this urge to feel beautiful and do, you know, get like that's you know, so funny. Isn't it makes me want to like go through all of my receipts and compare yes. them to the calendar. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And now you'll know though, but I get, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I can definitely like, now that I know what my cycle is and what it's doing, I can kind of, you know, know myself better. And so to take this and apply it to our spiritual lives and our prayer lives has got to be so beneficial. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, let's just give a shout out. There are going to be some women listening who are past the age of having cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is for you too, especially in that, like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Like I'm 38 years old and Jamie, you are my only friend who has actually talked about symptoms of like menopause and premenopause. <laughs> so like, you're the person I'm going to be going to in I'm you know, the pioneer. years or whatever. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're the I'm pioneer. 45. But again, like it's not talked about. It's joked about. I've been in Bible studies where they spend 20 minutes laughing about hot flashes, but I have never sat down face to face and just had the, you know, like, okay, so what, what can I expect? Yeah. (laughs) And so please, if you're listening to this, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I pretty much thought that one day you just don't get a period and that's it. And you're in menopause, but that's not it. It's like, it's like years. years. I know. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. You were going to give a give a shout out or just um, yeah. So for people listening who are, yeah, who are past having menstrual cycles, please like be aware of this as things that you can talk with, with your daughters and your granddaughters and the younger women in your Bible study. And maybe even like, I hate, I hate to sound judgy. Like I wish those, like I stopped going to a specific Bible study and it's the same one that I joked about where they spent 20 minutes talking about menopause and No, I mean, that conversation about menopause didn't make me stop going. But what I wish could have happened is let's in the same way that like when we were teens, people just the only thing we heard was like, oh, yeah, you're so moody. (laughs) Like, please talk about all the things, the Mm -hmm. good and the bad. And maybe the fact that you love the the way your body's changing or, you know, you you love to not, um, I, I don't know, have to buy pads or something like tell us, tell us the good, the bad and the ugly. So that mm. like, we don't just hear the jokes about it. Cause honestly, like, that's all I've heard other than from you. That's all I've heard about menopause. And I'm 38 years old. Like I need to be more ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, and another thought is, I mean, our definitely not getting new age about this, but our cycle is tied to the moon. And so, you know, our mm-hmm. cycle is, is on more of a lunar cycle. And I've heard people talk about how men are on a solar cycle, 24 hour cycle in terms of their hormone fluctuations and women are on Mm -hmm. a lunar cycle, more of a 28 ish Mm -hmm. to whatever day, but we're impacted by the phases of the moon and that cycle that we're on, it continues even after menopause because estrogen and progesterone, like those aren't our only hormones. So you still mm-hmm. can can mm-hmm. tune into what your moods are at different times of the month or even different times of the day. However, that works. Maybe just 
kind of start to check in with yourself. If you're not someone that's on a cycle, you can check in with yourself and say, okay, Mm -hmm. what are some patterns I'm seeing? Or when I feel X way, I know at this point, this would really benefit me to pray in this way. And I'm going to have these strengths. Whereas when I feel Y way, then maybe I'll, I'll be more strong in some other area, but yeah, it's not exclusive. Tuning into yourself isn't, isn't exclusive Mm -hmm. to menstruating women. So tell me the science. What if we have like a younger woman who's not menopausal age, but has had a hysterectomy? Do her hormones still follow this same cycle that we'll be talking about, or is it different? So I or does it depend on recently, if she's taking supplements? Well, so it depends. So a woman that still has her ovaries will still produce obviously won't have a cycle but if she has ovaries she should be she still has the up and estrogen. down in the hormones right but some hysterectomies i think include ovaries um and you know mm-hmm. obviously so if there's cancer or anything like that that would mm-hmm. those would come out mm-hmm. um so i'm not and i know some women take blockers like for instance my um, oh, okay. mom is going through breast cancer treatments and she's on estrogen blockers and they block all i, I think they See, I'm I'm not mm-hmm. real good on this, but they block your hormones. Yeah, I'm not really, so it kind of is. Either. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's um. So I I think as far as I know that if someone doesn't have a uterus, they could they still have cycles of hormones because they're still producing mm-hmm. estrogen. Um, yeah. So maybe somebody in that case, and we we certainly don't want you to feel excluded from the conversation. I wonder if mm-hmm. even like Jamie said, tracking the the lunar phases could have an impact, you know, do sort of like what you did, Jamie, where you kept a calendar. Okay. My headaches always come at these times, you know, figure that out. Oh, I always get insomnia when it's, you know, the new moon or things like that, because Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the, the moon's gravity pull impacts a lot of stuff. You know, I know anybody who works in the labor and delivery floor, (laughs) labor and delivery knows to like, Uh, fear the full moon shift. Like, well, we have some family or members. I even heard like the ER shift. Yeah, yeah. it's like nine one one dispatch. The crazy stuff goes down. Yeah, nine one one dispatchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt's uh, family members. We have some cousins that are nine one one dispatchers, and they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, ask any dispatcher, and they'll tell you the the full moon isn't a joke." <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. I mean, and so I would knows? say, like, yeah. If you want to kind of track, but you don't have the typical menstrual cycle, yeah, maybe tie it to the moon and see what you notice tracking your sleep, your moods, um, you know, maybe random headaches, maybe like every so often you get bloated and you don't know why. See if you can find some comparisons. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Well, we didn't do. Alrighty. We didn't do our beginning part. So it was so exciting. We just well, let's jumped do right our verse in. of the day. You want to do I our know verse we just today? jumped in. Let's share well, verse of the day. This is the one that came to mind. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8 from the NIV. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So just to kind of put it out there, our prayer lives and our spiritual lives 
are never going to be static. And I'm afraid that sometimes I personally, Mm -hmm. I aim for this, like what I think in, in theory that I want is this like just consistent, like, you know, very practical, always Mm -hmm. feeling on top of things. I'm going to do this same 30 minutes every morning, every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's not what it was meant to be because we are fluid creatures where there's a time for Mm -hmm. everything. There are big picture seasons of our lives, like young childhood, you know, with parents with Mm -hmm. little kids or singleness when you have a job and we're versus retirement. I mean, there's so many seasons that we need to utilize those and yeah. Yeah. Since uh, we're going all in, can I change our just for fun question? Yes, do it. Okay. What is, tell me, tell us the story of either like your first period or your biggest like period mishaps. I think everybody's got a period mishap story. Oh, so I was, um, I was 13 when I got my period for the first time, which is that, is that old? Like, would you consider that old? I know for, so mine, mine came the, like the day of my 13th birthday party. Okay. And I remember feeling late looking back. I'm like, no, that's right in range, but like everybody's comparing and it almost is like, in a way this like, well, she's already started her period. She's been having her period for nine months. And so she feels like 10 years older than you. Yeah. Well, so, and yes, I was when you're 12 and you haven't started and all your friends have started, then yes, it feels late. When you look at statistics, no, you're right on time. It felt late to me. And plus I started school because of my birthday being in November. I started early. I was uh-huh. in kindergarten at four. So I think in retrospect, my friends were so like were six young, to eight months yeah. older than me. Exactly. Same. But, yeah. Same with me. Yeah. But I remember it was very special because so I, a few weeks, few weeks or months before I thought that maybe I had started because there was a tiny bit of spotting and I was out at a restaurant with my parents. And Mm -hmm. I remember being so proud. I came back to the table and I was like, I think we need to go home soon. I think maybe I've started my period. And so we like finish up. Everyone's all excited. and I get home and my mom's like, okay, what, uh, where's the evidence? And I'm like, it was a false alarm. So then a few months later, we were going on this weekend trip and my mom was there. It was my mom and dad, my aunt and my grandmother and my cousin, Debbie, who was like a, a sister to me growing up. And so like I got to, I had it during school. It happened. I remember I was at the lunch table and uh, okay, here's an embarrassing story that kind of goes along with the late bloomer thing is we there were these okay. twin twin boys in our school in middle school, and they were always pulling practical jokes and stuff. One of them came along all along the bench of the um, lunch table and started snapping girls bra straps down the line. And oh, come got, on. To, got to me and I wasn't wearing and one because I didn't on. need one. And he and he stopped. Yeah. And he's like, maybe next year. And everyone's laughing. So oh, this is what like, a jerk. I know this is where I was, you know, mentally where I was. So when it happened, I, I sort of suspected. And so I went to the bathroom uh-huh. confirmed, went to the nurse. So that was a Friday because I remember that weekend we went on just this weekend trip. Um, I don't even know where it was just to a hotel, like in a nearby town. It wasn't, you know, just like a three-day weekend kind of thing with Mm -hmm. my aunt and my cousin and my grandmother and my mom and my dad and having all of those family members, those women, 
celebrating with me. They were so excited for me. Like it was a big deal. Like, and it was a big deal for them and for me too. And you weren't embarrassed about everybody knowing? No, we were really close and they were always like, I don't know, they were pretty open and they were like so supportive and excited. And I just remember it was kind of special. And I think that's missing that, like, you know, back in the days of, you know, going off to the tent to cycle when, Uh you know, in biblical times, you know, when everyone was together and it was kind of this togetherness moment in time, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like, like that was a little kind of piece. Or it was a totally uncomfortable, unsanitary ostracizing experience. You know, it depends on how you read it. That's probably, (laughs) yeah, I mean, (laughs) that could be, that could be, yeah. You're like unclean. Okay. never mind. I don't wish for that, Mm. but I loved having those family. It might've been, might've been, it might've been, but those female family members being with me during that time, it was almost a celebration. Mm -hmm. It was a celebration. I was, that is, Super cool. So I grew up much more shy about talking about that kind of thing. And so I had been, I was maybe like 14 or 15. So, you know, like I was having periods. I never had them regularly until I got married though. Like could be once a month, could be every three months. Like I just, I didn't bother tracking because there was no rhyme or reason to it. And my mom was out of town for the week. I got my period and was out of pads and like, Asking my dad to get pads was completely out of the question. Yeah. I I still won't even ask my husband to do that. I mean, (laughs) yeah. You know, we didn't live by, you know, aunties and grandmas or, you know, like anybody. I was so shy about that kind of thing. And so I prayed, I prayed so hard and my parents, they were, in a way, like, I don't want to use the word hoarders because that wasn't quite it, but they kept a ton of like, they were just like super well stocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had this cupboard that was just like, it's where all the miscellaneous toiletries were. And it was always a mess. It was like a tall floor to ceiling cupboard. And I just prayed, I'm like, God, please help there be pads in here. Please help there be pads in here. And I found enough to get me through the week. Oh, <laughs> what was, a good like, prayer a story. Miracle. I know it was a little Alana miracle for little menstruating Alana. (laughs) So I didn't have to ask my dad for pads because like, because another time I did run out and I just used toilet paper for the week. Like that's how much I was like, I am not going to talk about it. You get by, you just do what you have to do. Yep. All righty. So let's talk about, go ahead. Why don't you give us the intro? Cause you and I have both listened to some of the same stuff, but I think you mm-hmm. have more recently. Um, so tell us some of the, give us, yeah, give us, give us your, uh, your intro to how to look at all this. Yeah. So just the, the things that we'll be discussing, we're going to kind of just discuss the, the science behind the different, the four different phases of a woman's monthly cycle and what is happening physically in your body. And also, and that I took from uh, everydayhealth.com and it's women's health, how your menstrual cycle affects your behavior. If you want to look at that, because there are some, I I pulled stuff out of there. Um, They do have the days wrong. Mm. They say, uh, anyway, they just, yeah, we'll, we'll go through the correct information. They do have something mislabeled on that, but that's where I get the information. Okay. Forbes has an article called how women can use monthly periods as a productivity tool. The actual, um, I can't remember the podcast exactly in the episode. I'll try to link to that, that I listened to, mm-hmm. but cause we both may have heard the same woman and maybe I'll link to her and give her credit too. Cause mm-hmm. she does a lot talking about 
you know, using your monthly cycle as a productivity tool. But what we're going to do is okay. go through these four different cycles and we'll go through one at a time and talk about what the phase is, um, what's happening in your body and kind of what this Forbes article talks about has, as like, what is your strength productivity wise mm -hmm. during that time? And yeah, then what's we'll your superpower? Yeah. What's mm -hmm. your superpower? And then we can talk about like, well, how can we extrapolate that to our prayer lives and our spiritual relationship with God? So yeah, that's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. All right. Um, well, I guess number one, the first phase is the follicular phase. So that is, that begins the day your period starts, uh, is what uh, several sources have said it lasts around 10 to 14 days. And what is happening at that point is your, um, the follicle is actually forming getting ready for ovulation. So basically the it's getting ready, right? It's getting yeah. ready. Mm -hmm. Your ovary ovulation. Yeah. Your ovary has ejected mm -hmm. an egg to the surface and this big, you know, follicle, the corpus luteum is mm -hmm. forming, right, you know, right, right. Like, yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Maybe that's not, I, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to go into all those terms. Cause I didn't write them down. We don't but, need all the science terms, but yeah. yeah. But what so happens is the first, the first, yeah. 10 you're to getting ready to days. ovulate. Yeah. So like in that 10 to 14 day period, it's your body is getting ready to ovulate. The estradiol starts rising in your body. And what that does is it kind of tamps down the effects of stress hormones, like adrenaline and cortisol mm -hmm. that cause you to feel stressed mm -hmm. out. And that mm -hmm. could kind of help you feel more happy. Um, so this mm -hmm. is called, and so as it progresses, you become happy, less stressed, productive, and your brain becomes very active. And so the term Forbes uh, coined as you're the creative superstar. This is your creative period where you're at your most, um, you know, your, your most creative and probably, uh, your brain function is kind of at its highest. Um, I won't say the, the brain function Maybe is at easier, its highest, easier to focus, Maybe easier to focus. And Perhaps. you're, you're definitely productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And creative. Okay. So. So I picture, based on everything you've said, I picture that some of the strengths that would be brought into our prayer life in this stage, I picture like joy, you know, since the, uh, the stress hormones down, you're not dealing with cramps and bloating like you are later on. Um, you know, it could be a great time for worship, like mm -hmm. joy and worship. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if it's creative in the artistic sense, we've talked before about, I don't know that we've actually done an entire episode on it though. So we should add that to the list, but just ways to creatively connect with God through prayer. So maybe drawing out your prayers or, you know, doodling your prayers, or there's all kinds of, you know, singing your prayers. We talked about for a mini zone, mm -hmm. um, those might all be decent options during that stage. Yeah, I think that would be great. And um, sorry, I'm getting my notes up again, because I made that note that we need to do that episode. Oh, um, <laughs> I didn't want to forget. But yeah, and I, I think that when you're feeling like that, that's also a great time for outward prayers for others, because when you're feeling well, and you're feeling mm -hmm. energized, that yes. prayer energy, I think, mm -hmm. you, you know, you have that energy mm -hmm. to give to others. So maybe that's outward. the time of the month Absolutely. where you can, rather than being introspective and kind of searching yourself, you can yeah. be 
outwardly, you know, that's the prayer. That's Mm -hmm. the, you know, um, or perceiving, you know, if you're at that point creative and, and active in that part of your brain, maybe it's also a way you can imaginatively, imaginatively pray for people and perceive their needs Mm -hmm. more and maybe do more of the Mm -hmm. praying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also, I always appreciate like the day my period starts because to me, it feels like a reset. It feels like, okay, maybe I ate really unhealthy last month, or maybe I just wasn't taking care of my body, or maybe I was just in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. Like day one to me feels like a reset. And so that's another just sort of um, attitude that you could bring into this, you know, when your cycle starts up again, like, okay, it's a symbol of a fresh start. Yeah. And what I find, and we're going to get into, I'm not sure exactly how it works because right now it's a, I think they have 10 to 14 days of the follicular phase, 15 to 17 of the ovulatory phase. Um, and then I'm sorry, not 10 to 14 days. Uh, days 15 to 17. So that's like just a couple of days for the ovulatory phase, which is when you actually ovulate. And then the luteal phase, Mm -hmm. that's the corpus luteum. Sorry. That's that. That's when that happens days, 18 to 28. So for me, that's like the whole cycle. And then if you, but if you have that, and so then the menstrual phase is one to five days at the very end of your cycle, that is like just before your period. So I guess it's just before, but to me, some of the qualities in that menstrual phase carry over into when I have my period. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I just feel like that. Um, but so, so, but when I, when I, the first day, day one, I I've told you guys that when I, I, that I've struggled with like this one particular chunk of time, about a year, I guess, of just pretty difficult, like anxiety, and I, I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking it had to do a lot with hormonal vitamin type stuff, but yeah. that was the first very irregular cycle that I had, um, after mm-hmm. years of just mm-hmm. 28 days and the day that my period came, I think it was, you know, like, um, like there was, it was the day that it came after whatever, however many months of this, I remember that one time when I kind of started coming out of it was a day that I cycled and, and I, and it was the day my period came, I start, I felt like a burden, like lift. It was like, my hormones were like, Oh, okay, we're, we're going to get back. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah. it lasted much longer than one cycle, but I just remember one particular mm-hmm. day that that happened. And that must be that those, those hormones start to be released that are yeah. Helping you to have I don't those. have the science behind it, but to me, like the first day of my period, it really does feel like flushing out the system. Yeah, <laughs> like, release. Here we go. And we get, we get, yeah, we get a new start. So, mm-hmm. all right. So that's uh, getting, that's like the, so follicular is pre-ovulation. Ovulation just lasts a day or two. Um, yeah. Tell us about the ovulation or ovulatory stuff. So those are the couple of days where you have heightened libido, Um, studies have shown you're more likely to purchase items like clothing or makeup or things that make you feel more beautiful. And what Forbes calls when you're most fertile. Yeah. Yeah. You're the most fertile at this point. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the, the Forbes calls this the time of the great communicator, your verbal and collaborative skills. So working with others, you're, you feel more social, and more, Mm -hmm. which I totally, Mm -hmm. I mean, when I read this, I was like, yes, I, 
I am kind of an introvert, but I know that during, I've noticed this, mm-hmm. these feelings during ovulation where I feel more yeah. willing to get together with people more. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it mm-hmm. talks about your collaborative and verbal skills are at their peak during these couple of days. So how could this translate to our, oh, and so just to give you the hormone, yeah, my first thought, yeah. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I didn't really say what happens. So basically your, your egg is released and a substance called luteinizing hormone increases. That's when that corpus luteum forms, the hormone prompts the release of an egg from the ovaries into the fallopian tubes. And yeah, so that's ovulatory. My first thought with this being kind of the real social stage, like this could be a great time for prayer groups, prayer Mm -hmm. meetings. If you happen to have a girlfriend where your cycles coincide, you can, you know, once a month get together for a prayer date. Um, That's the first thing that comes to mind when we're talking about, you know, if you have increased desire to socialize in, you know, increased communicating abilities, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I'm just even thinking about like praying Christian women and I'm thinking about, okay, so I need to make sure that I schedule like our online conference for, (laughs) I need to do the planning That's right. so that it coincides with the cycle Uh that, you know, makes us feel more more interactive and collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one would maybe be, you know, praying for your spouse with the, mm. you know, the heightened libido. I know, you know, the, the more love you feel toward your spouse, whether that's more of the, you know, whatever kind of love we're talking, you know, physical, emotional, romantic, you know, all the things it allows you to pray more effectively for him. So this might be a really good time to kind of schedule in a very, you know, thorough prayer time for your husband, you know, not necessarily with him, but just for him. Yeah. Oh, that definitely is uh, a benefit. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder too, yeah. I don't love when people like, I get uncomfortable when people take the analogy too far, <laughs> but you know, we are, the church is called the bride of Christ and right. we can bring love and adoration. So, you know, I would say, even if you're single, you could use this time, you know, it's not like the fact that you don't have a husband means you don't have an increased libido at certain times. Um, it could be something that would draw you to be more just intimate with the Lord and worship too. Yeah. And I think that whole collaborative thing, you know, could mean if you are the kind of person that likes to organize things, you could say, okay, you know, once a month, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, We're going to do this walk through the church and pray through the church or, you know, use, Mm -hmm. use those, use that time to, you know, to collaborate in your prayers. I think there's some really neat symbolism in our cycles and just in the women's reproductive capabilities. Mm -hmm that really ties into prayer. Like we are designed to create life. We are designed to sustain life. We are designed to nurture life and deliver life. And that is an amazing power, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of ancient cultures had a, a goddess of fertility because it was seen as this amazing creative force. And I feel like we can bring that, we can kind of tap into that when we're praying, um, praying things into existence that don't exist. Like as women, we're kind of built, our bodies are built to make something exist that has not previously existed. And and our bodies are built to deliver life. Um, 
So maybe you're trying, have you ever had the experience of like your prayers are birthing something? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think I even wrote a blog post about that, about just, you know, what, what is God birthing Mm -hmm. and and that the process can be a painful process too. It is. (laughs) But yeah. And, and you personally can take on even just taking on a prayer burden can be very painful. mm -hmm, And in the process mm -hmm. of lamenting or, you know, petitioning, like those things can Mm -hmm. be like birth pains, but then when you see what comes at the end, it's like, Oh, let's do this again. (laughs) (laughs) After a few months of a break. (laughs) Yes. I always found that I needed a break. Seeing the baby was awesome, but I was not ready immediately. Yeah. 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 So I think that we can, you know, even remind ourselves of that, even if, you know, I could see some people not really resonating with, okay, like, you know, maybe you have a regular cycles. Maybe you were like me and you were born to just like not talk about it. And so this feels totally weird. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine. But even if you think about, even if you don't want to tie your prayer life into, you know, well, I'm on day two of my menstrual cycle, which means <laughs> that my prayers should look like this. <laughs> that just, could be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But just remembering the symbolism that we have that we carry around with us in our bodies um, that we were designed to create life and deliver life. And our prayers can do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's that. It's so good to, and to, to see our cycle and our, our role as women in a positive light. I think so many times we're like, Oh, can't wait till I'm done with my period yeah. or Ugh, yeah. I hate being you a wouldn't woman. have periods. If you've had an eaten that piece of fruit, <laughs> Yeah. Like, have you heard that? Like, I don't yes. see that anywhere in the Bible. I no, mean, I actually think it's an ingenious <laughs> process and it's pretty amazing. And so to see it in a positive light and, you know, to just be like, okay. Um, and whether, you know, you don't have to be, I was semi-joking when I was like, yeah, let's plan this conference so that I know it aligns with the right time of our periods. But, you know, you don't have to do that, but the key is to be in tune to when you're feeling these certain ways and then, and and to feel freedom, not to pray the same, not to operate the same in your spiritual life all month long and all, Mm -hmm. or all year long, you know, just, yeah. And to understand sometimes why you might feel really, really low, Yes, (laughs) you know, and it's not because you're a terrible person. It's not because you have unconfessed sin. It's not because God's mad at you. It's because your period's going to start in two days. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. All right. So anything else about ovulation that you can think of? I know for me, I do notice an increased um, just energy Mm -hmm. during that time. I would say that's one area, like I'm not super familiar with all of these stages. The one we just talked about before that I'm like, okay, maybe, um, but I don't recognize it in myself, but I, I can tell when I'm ovulating it to me, it, it does feel, um, like I've got more, more energy. And so, yeah, you've got more, you've got more to give. And I, I love what you said when you're feeling great in your body, it's a great time to pray for others because you've got the, the mental focus to sustain those kinds of prayers. Yeah. Well, the next page, the next phase is the luteal phase and that's about days 18 to 28. So just after ovulation and in this time, the way I understand it, you kind of gradually get moodier and more, uh, you know, less emotionally up as the phase Mm -hmm. goes on more sad and anxious. Cause as we've talked about before in that very first follicular phase, you have hormones, what was it, estradiol, that are kind of mm-hmm. tamping down the effects of cortisol 
and, you know, keeping you from being quite as stressed. Well, now they're allowed to wreak havoc if they (laughs) want to. (laughs) And I heard someone say that if you're already stressed out at the beginning of your cycle, when you get to that second, like if you allow those cortisol levels to raise, you know, Mm -hmm. up above the normal threshold before, then you're really going to feel it that second half of your cycle, which is interesting because, Mm -hmm. so it might be kind of an inspiration and not inspiration, like a a motivation motivation. to just keep an eye on those things. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, prayer and meditation are so powerful to release those things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we definitely through the whole cycle, we can, you know, take those anxieties to God. I mean, Alana, you and I were just talking about a couple of things that were just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, weighing on us yeah. before recording. And we just, you know, I, it, we just need to have that outlet. And I think sometimes we get so busy that we forget the, the release valve is there. And so mm-hmm. we need to just make a point to regularly check in with God and just lay those burdens and those anxieties and even introspectively figure out what those are. Cause I carry things around with me that I don't even acknowledge sometimes. Cause I haven't taken the time to think about them. Like, why did I mm-hmm. just cry? Like, I'll just cry right. randomly about something silly. And I'll be like, why did I just cry about that? There has to be something else going on. And yeah. sometimes it's hormones, but sometimes it's like undealt with issues yeah. that we Unresolved need to give over things. to God over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And sometimes those unresolved issues can result in physical things, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but if you're having a hard time just praying something away, sometimes even just getting yourself moving Mm -hmm. can really, really help. There's this sense of, yeah, like shedding, you know, similar to menstruation, you're, you're shedding your old month's supply of egg and hormone. And, you know, we can kind of do that in our bodies too. You know, I would say one of, one of the biggest changes that I've seen in myself since when you and I started this podcast is I've become so much more aware of how our physical energy and our physical health. And now we're talking about our hormones, how those impact our prayer life. Oh yeah. And that's a, that's a good enough reason, you know, to be taking care of yourself. I know there's, there's kind of a flavor of Christianity for women that is sort of, you know, we're, we're so designed to give and nurture and deny ourselves. And that comes so easily to us mm-hmm. that it doesn't always feel like, you know, if, if I, um, if a less mature me was talking to you and you were saying, yeah, I went on, went on a diet and I'm feeling great. Like my first thought probably would have been, oh, well, you're pretty vain, aren't you? (laughs) As opposed to like, oh, she's taking care of herself so that she can take care of her family better so that she can live a longer life. Mm -hmm. And the better you take care of yourself, the better your prayers are going to be. So I would say, I, I just love that we're able to bring these conversations up. Yeah, me too, because it also removes that layer of guilt. I feel like when we compartmentalize our spirituality into just an an entity of itself, we can 
when we're not feeling at our top, mm-hmm. we can just be like, oh man, I just can't get it together. What's wrong with me? Why can't I continue? Why am yeah. I not able to pray creatively? Or why am mm-hmm. I not able to get through my prayer list for these other people? Why am I constantly thinking about myself or, you know, things yeah. like that rather than understand that, you know, there, instead of just being judgmental or, you know, down on yourself for not being able to do X, Y, or Z, look into why you're yeah, feeling what's that going way on. and then ride well, that you and wave. I joke all the time, you know, is it God, the devil or hormones? Okay. Yeah. Something. <laughs> it might be a little bit of all three, but <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, this phase, so the luteal phase, which is about days 18 to 28 of your cycle. This is like your second half after ovulation, moodier as the phase goes on more sad and anxious because those hormones aren't being tamped down. But this is called the power phase by Forbes, by that article on Forbes, Mm -hmm. where they say it's a good time to get busy work done, to finish Mm -hmm. projects and tasks or do accounting things that do with deal with numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily see this in my own life. Really, I'm going to start being more aware of that because I'm guessing that maybe, but I, what I have noticed is there are times when I feel very creative and times when Mm -hmm. I just have to say, okay, let's just plow through some busy work to get something done today. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. what that is. Mm -hmm. But I think the bottom line is, you know, that we, we can use this time, you know, and, and get get that busy work done and and take those notes. And, you know, maybe this isn't the best time for assessing your prayer life. Maybe this isn't the best time to, uh, maybe this would be a good time to do like prayer list praying as opposed Mm -hmm. to creatively, imaginatively. Yeah. Right. I could see that. I could see, um, you know, and, and let me say something that came to mind before too, before I forget. And that is like, I feel like the biggest takeaway should be for every single woman listening to be aware of what her hormones do. Like not every single one of us is going to follow, you know, this exact pattern. I know for years, my, I've had more irregular periods than regular. So, you know, it's not like, Oh, well I'm at day 14. So I'm for sure, you know, in this stage, but I think Anecdotally, if I were to look back, I could see like the first half of the cycle being more like feeling good. Here's my energy, loving life, loving people. And then kind of, it's almost like going up a hill and then going down a hill. Mm-hmm. And when I think about going down a hill, yeah, like the busy work is a good thing. Good time for that. Cause it's like, I know what I got to do and I can just do it. Yeah. I'm not feeling like going out and partying it up. So it's a good time to just, you know, stay home and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like there is nothing like a mother's nesting instinct. Did you get that when you were pregnant? I did to varying degrees with the, with all the different kids. But yeah, I remember that like wanting to steam clean the carpets and rearrange mm-hmm. everything. Like I just, I wanted to buy curtains for the windows. I wanted yeah. to, you know, get everything set up so it was ready for the baby. Although I would mm-hmm. all admit as the, you know, from baby one to two to three, the things that I felt like I had to mm-hmm. have went way down. Like, you're oh, like, okay, sure. I don't sure. really need that thing for the baby. The yeah. baby's never going to use that, but, but I did have that. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. I know with my first pregnancy, it was actually really funny. I was eight months pregnant and it was around this time of year. It was like mid December mm-hmm. and we were having some friends over for dinner and I just didn't have energy to cook. So I just prayed. I'm like, God, please give me some energy to cook. And I ended up <laughs> 
<laughs> getting dinner ready for that night. And then I made like probably no less than a dozen freezer meals that day to just put in the freezer. So like God delivered abundantly. That's um, awesome. And then the day before we drove into town for Silas's birth. So like maybe half a day before I went into labor, um, I had had a small baby shower that morning. And so I spent that entire afternoon, um, like organizing the drawers, like here's where all the onesies go. Here's where all the diapers go. And then I get nesting instincts before I start a new book. Like I do. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, that's mm-hmm. so cool. I do. <laughs> I like I it. do my cleaning. I make sure. And it, and it's not deliberate. It's not like, okay, before I start this book, I have to clean the house. Oh you know, my gosh. Or I have to tidy you're my about desk. to have a, a new baby. A little, a little book it. baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's too much. I love so, that. Yeah. I almost <laughs> feel like anybody who's experienced that nesting urge can, I think there's a parallel here, just an urge to kind of get things done, mm-hmm. you know, like your home, you might not be feeling great. You're not up for, you know, socializing quite as much. So yeah, stay home and get a bunch done. I would love to see the, so I have, I know that, and I haven't tracked it to know I need to make like a multi, um, category chart so that mm-hmm. I can chart, you know, okay, this day or this week, I feel yeah. this because I do know there are definitely times when I, I feel more clarity and I can get things done. Mm-hmm. And there are other times when, especially now that my hormones have been kind of out of whack a little, right. I'm feeling more intense changes and shifts each month, mm-hmm. including like, you know, more mm-hmm. physical symptoms, all that. So, yeah. but what I find is there are times when I cannot get started. Like I just, I find myself mm-hmm, ob- mm-hmm. like not obsessively procrastinating, but just like self-sabotaging around every corner. If the dishes are what I need to get done, everything will get done, but the dishes and right. So, and, but at certain times, especially, and probably of the month. So I'm guessing it's probably, you know, maybe during this time, or maybe it could be the other time when I'm more creative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As, yeah, so I, I'm going to have to figure out what that is. That, that would be interesting. Well, and I think another great takeaway is like to learn where you're at and to work with it, not against. Yes. I think that was a term that you used as mm-hmm. well. Like, okay, this is like, it's the day before I'm going to start writing a new book. I'm just going to embrace the fact that I'm going to end up with a, a tidy cupboards and a clean desk and <laughs> mopped floors, you know, like instead of being like, no, I can't do this. Like you cannot tell a nesting mom to stop doing what she's doing. That's right. Short of strapping her to the bed and saying she's on bed rest or something like you cannot (laughs) stop that. And so you may as well, like, that's kind of how I've been, um, you know, just thinking about my creative energy, because like, I'm at, I'm at a lower point than normal, but I, I know my creative energy cycles, not necessarily like mine isn't a lunar cycle at this point. Mine's like a <laughs> two year cycle, mm-hmm. <laughs> like going down. but I also know like when it comes back up, like I'm going to know, and nothing's going to stop that. Mm-hmm. And so just being willing to embrace the stage where you're at, whether that's a menstrual stage or the stage where you're at in, in life, Mm -hmm. right. Maybe just embrace the fact that you're crazy busy right now, driving kids all over town, because that's the stage of life you're in or embrace the fact that you're uh, an empty nester and feeling like the house is way too quiet and way too lonely. Embrace that. Cause that's where you're at right now. Instead of, yeah, trying to fight, like, 
when you're talking about the ovulation and the follicular phase, it's like, oh, can't we stay in that? You know, it's like, can't we always just have spring and summer? Like, wouldn't that be nice? Mm -hmm. But you can embrace it all. You know, if we were always, I really like looking at the cycle. It's like the first half really is outward focused. And the second half, we were allowed to be more inward focused. I think that's a cool way of looking at it. Yes. And, you know, this, this menstrual phase, which is the next one, which is one to five days at the very, very end of your cycle. Some people might consider this like the PMS phase when you know it's coming. Sometimes it may carry on into your actual period for a day or two, just, but this is when this is called the intuition and reflection phase by Forbes. Mm -hmm. And this is when you're just about to release your, your, um, at the very end of your cycle and you are more emotional. Um, I added spiritual because I, mm-hmm. I've come to, yeah. I have come to love this phase and I used to hate it and I have come to love it because I feel that it thins the veil between physical and spiritual for me. I become yeah. so like, these are the times when I'm in church and a worship song comes on and I'm, I'm just lost in it and just praising God and crying. And I love no, it. That's just because you're an emotional woman. <laughs> it is. That's just because no. I'm a, I'm an volatile woman. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. That's an example of embracing it. Like some people, like I said, you roll your eyes like, Oh, she's so emotional or, Oh, I've got yes. PMS. No, embrace it. This yeah. is a stage you're in right now. And yeah. yeah, I love that. You can, you can connect. I, I like what you said about, um, Tell me the words you used about thinning the veil. How did yeah, you Yeah, I just, I feel like it thins this, the veil between the physical world and the spiritual world. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I have to get through less. Yeah. You're closer to spiritual. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, and in this, you know, it says you're more intuitive, more self-aware, mm-hmm. more reflective. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense that this reflective phase kind of transitions into the creative phase where you're more, mm-hmm. you know, like you're probably, if you're an artist, if you're a songwriter, if you're a writer, if, if there's anything that's imaginative and, and, mm-hmm. um, led by emotion that those things yeah. are going to come out in, you know, excess during this phase. Um, and you know, I, did we, so we did talk about like practical things during the luteal phase, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked mm-hmm. about kind of the more practical things that we can do. Okay. I wanted to make sure yeah. I didn't skip that, but, um, but yeah, I I've come to love this phase because I just feel like my, I don't know how to put it, but like, I am weaker. It reminds me of that verse that talks about yeah. though outwardly we're wasting away mm-hmm. inwardly. We're being renewed. Yeah. I have started to embrace crying. I used to see it as a sign of weakness or like, you know, being a weenie about stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, I was reading that actually crying releases um, endorphins yeah. to bring us back up. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's God's way of, of allowing us to release some of the, the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gift. It is, it a, is gift a gift to be able to cry. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I think about this phase that I had looked at as such a burden. And now as I'm kind of entering into like more heightened symptoms, my, you know, mm-hmm. cramping is kind of a pain sometimes yeah. and headaches sometimes I'll get but oh my goodness, like the headaches that I have experienced, like every few months I'll get these, like last month I had like a two day long, I guess it's a migraine. Yeah. 
And it was like, I was in bed. I don't stay in bed for anything. And I was in bed mm-hmm. for like, you know, a couple of days, whenever I could be in bed, I was there because I was in so much pain. And that has taught me so much of a relying on God and B yeah. when I come out of that, I am so grateful to be, be so functional. Thankful. Yeah. So I, I've mm-hmm. come to love this phase both for spiritual reasons. So what are some other mm-hmm. kinds of things with that emotional, spiritual, intuitive, and self-reflective kind of things that we so can So I'm looking at me when I'm, you know, let's, let's just use the colloquialism, you know, when I'm PMSing, um, I'm tired. I'm not feeling great. I want to just sit. And so it's a great time to just sit and be with God because mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're in the ovulatory stage, for example, you might just be wanting to go out and like conquer the world and yeah. convert everybody to Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, a couple weeks later, you might just be, Oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. So sit with God. Um, I, that's the first one that comes to mind for me, things that, um, bring out some kind of sensory experience, like praying while you're in the hot shower, or, mm. you know, um, getting a, like a, a massage, um, like one of those thumpers or, you know, oh, wands yeah. where you can like massage your own back or things. Sometimes like having some kind of sensory thing to focus on can keep me more focused in my prayer times. Um, and I think the biggest one is just being gentler with myself, like not trying to take on quite as much, not trying to convert the world for Jesus necessarily. And just, mm-hmm. yeah, just being there. Um, for me, I think I'm the most introspective before that. I think for me, my, my best time, if I were to be like, okay, I want to do like a a three day prayer journal, personal retreat Mm -hmm. or something like that. I'm going to guess that my best time would be like before between ovulation and the PMS. Yeah. That's where I feel. Yeah. That's where I feel introspective, the most intuitive. By the time I'm getting ready, sorry, I pray like I'm just, I'm, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready for day one of my cycle because I just, I like that new start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think with, when you have that, I, I do find that I'm probably like you said, sort of, I mean, I'm sure all of this is relative and it's all mm-hmm. a spectrum of emotions and hormones. It's not like, okay, these days you're feeling like this and then immediately. And then you wake up and this hormone's all the way gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I feel like when I'm in that introspective state, I definitely can contemplate. Um, you know, I just get really contemplative and and Mm -hmm. I do feel like I can um I don't know, maybe take that time to do some some asking questions I've come Mm -hmm. to love. And I think this comes from you because you're so good at drawing things out through questions. And so Mm -hmm. I like to ask myself questions sometimes of Mm -hmm. just kind of as, you know, state of the union with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe do a monthly check-in with yourself and just kind of, you know, what, what has given me energy this month? What's stolen my energy? Mm -hmm. What do I love? Like what, um, yeah you know, just all these, just find some good mm-hmm. questions. We'll get you to come up with those questions, Alana, because you're really good at that. <laughs> so maybe well, we'll, we it's can create like a, a new year. Yeah. It's like a new year yeah. once a month. Yeah, I like that <laughs> kind of thing I that like you that. do on mm-hmm. December 30th and January 1st, you can do, you know, yeah. each, each cycle. That's like, I really love looking at, okay, my periods are, so I get a brand new start. 
I get a, a new month, I get a body reset, I get a mood mm-hmm. reset. I really like looking at it that way. Yeah. Well, that is it in a nutshell. That is your monthly cycle and yeah. how it can relate to your, you know, how you can relate to your prayer life and your spiritual life. That was super interesting. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to find some way to track something. Like mm-hmm. I know you were saying like to track it all, we're going to need like some super complicated spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you just want to be like, okay, track, um, track your worship time. Like how, how much of a connection did you feel to God? Keep in mind the connection that you feel is not the goal, but keep in mind and then just kind of interpose that on a calendar with your periods and see, oh, okay. When I ovulate, I have great worship days or, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm PMSing, I would rather read my Bible than sing songs. Like there's all kinds of ways to, so start tracking like at least one thing, um, And, and then, yeah, lean into that. If you know that during certain times of the month, you're really good at some things, lean into that or other times a month. It's like, it's not the time to ask you to, you know, to plan a conference for a thousand women, then don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such a fun topic. I'm so glad you, uh, you came up with that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we have an eight-day devotional that we want to give everybody as a Christmas present. So this is Unwrapping the Gifts of Christmas, Eight Old Testament Prophecies, Pointing to the Gifts We've Been Given Through Jesus. Um, you can get that PDF at prayingchristianwomen.com slash gifts. Um, is this our like official Christmas episode? Do we need to be like, hey, Merry Christmas. We love you all. It might be a good question. I need to look and see. (laughs) Okay. Well, how about if you don't hear from us before then Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, Let's just go ahead and say, I'm making an executive decision, Jamie. You all might hear from us less over like Christmas and New Year week. We might decide to slow down putting out new episodes. Maybe we'll just stick with the mini-sodes for those weeks or something. This airs the 20th. So this is so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then um, yeah, we we might have more stuff after that, but if not. This is, this might be the last episode you get from us for this year, even so Merry Christmas and happy new year. And yeah, if you don't see us in your feed bright and early Monday morning, just know that we're, uh, we're slowing down for the holidays too. All right. Well, makes me sad. I know, right? (laughs) Let's be happy. Well, we're, we're about to start a new year. And I think everyone thought 2021 was going to be like this miraculously, like everything from 2020 was going to be like set. Right. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just like, okay, let's, let's just take each year as it comes and look for God's hand in it. And so we can look forward to that new start. Like like yeah. we do at the end of each month. <laughs> yeah. And, and reflects. That's what I love about this. Yes. Year, reflecting. Like it's been hard mm-hmm. in some ways. It's been a great year though. Like we it have really has so thankful for so many things, um, yeah. up to and including being able to do this podcast together. Yes. So, so thankful. Yeah. And thank you all for being here on this journey with us. And we hope it's a beautiful Christmas and new year for everybody. And with that, we will leave you with our blessing and benediction. May God bless you by making you strong and courageous. May fear and terror be far removed. And may all the spiritual forces that oppose you turn back in shame. May the Lord delight to grant you victory so that no weapon will prevail against you. May your soul rejoice in the victory he gives. And may you look in triumph over all powers of evil.
And our benediction is from Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.